Sorry, oh. I muted myself. <laughs> okay, red herring that time. <laughs> I, I muted myself and I was, uh, I was my. And uh, were you talking to? No, 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 I wasn't. Rena was so sweet of her, made me a an americano. So I oh, had to just shit. run to the door and grab it. Okay, an americano. Well, that's, that's fair. Uh, this, this sounds Yo, super naive. I actually don't know what that is. Is that a cocktail? It's an espresso, it's but much larger. Because espresso yeah. is like a shot. A shot of like caffeine. Americano is like a bigger version. Oh, of I see. Yes, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jace, amongst other things, please cut that out from the podcast. I don't want people thinking I'm an idiot. Ne- never. Nope. Uh, it's a never. Oh, uh, no, there it is. To another episode of That's a Wrap podcast. I'm your co-host Jay Rosales. As we record on Friday, May the 14th, the final afternoon, the final Friday of the regular season. I say that with a question mark because did it really happen? I don't know. Dre, <laughs> Jason, welcome. How are you guys doing? Yeah, uh, last time I checked, we just uh, finished in the playoffs and. Um right neck and neck there with the Boston Celtics. But I don't know. I have a good feeling the, the that the Lakers are going to win this year. Who knows what's going to happen next year. But um, John Moran for rookie of the season. So, yeah, this has been a great season. Nothing else has happened since. Jace, how are you doing? Thank you, <laughs> Prophet Dre. Thank you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, hi, guys. Welcome to That's a Rep Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans, for Raptors fans, as Jay alluded to. It is the last weekend i guess for the regular season and as much as i want to think that this fake season never happened the toronto raptors i know the last time we spoke the toronto raptors were still mathematically in but let's be real they probably wouldn't get into the to the 10th seed which is a playing tournament they are out and yes we are recording on friday may 14th which means that there are two games left of the regular scenes for the raptors and then we get to talk about the draft i guess but yeah, man, it's good to talk to you guys. I think, you know, even though that there's not many or there's no more chances of the Toronto Raptors going to the playoffs, it is kind of nice watching games that you're not too invested in. You know what I mean? Did you guys watch the game previously uh, against who did we face even? The Clippers? They were Ch- Ch- no, no, the Chicago Bulls. Well, oh, the, the Clippers Bulls. and the Chicago Bulls. But it was nice seeing like, you know, the young guys, Jalen Harris, even Stanley Johnson go for a, a career high 36 points or 35 points. Like it was just nice watching basketball and not being like, oh, my God, we have to stress over winning so we can get into the play in tournament. But yeah, man, how you guys feeling? You know what? It's funny because like the the feeling that you described, I've actually been feeling that for a couple of weeks now. Um, <laughs> that, that added, no, not even that. It's just more like the stress of like you know. I I just I think about when we because you we've we've mentioned this in the past in terms of each of us taking turns and and hosting the Twitter account for the live game tweeting, and I just remember what it was like to tweet during that seven game Boston Celtics series and how stressful yeah, it yeah. was and how my heart rate mm-hmm. would just go like through the roof and I was sweating and all that tension. And as much as I'd love to have that feeling again, this was a different feeling. This is a feeling that I haven't had in over seven years, right? This feeling That's of, true. you know what? It's okay to lose. It's yep. let's see I, some guys remember, develop here. 
I went to that first playoff series seven years ago in uh, versus Brooklyn. And I think I went to like game five or something like that. I don't think like, okay, the Raptors have been to the playoffs before, before Brooklyn, but I don't think I've ever felt such, I don't know, tension in my heart thinking that this team, this team, this underdog team uh, who were going to probably blow it up after that Rudy Gay trade. And then they made it to the playoffs versus the veteran led um, Brooklyn team. And if we we could if we could win, and it was game five, so I think Andre Bloch got like a like a three pointer in the quarter to like get the game to two or something like that, and I was like on the floor, like I was in the in the arena, at the at the uh, the the top 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 level, and I was just like hyperventilating. Now seven years later, after you know you know after a championship, it's like yeah, you're right. It's a different feeling. It's like you've we've never really. I don't remember feeling this ease because previously, even before when the Raptors were bad, it was like, well, we, it's not like we ever going to make the playoffs now that we've won a championship. It's like, we're kind of on this ease, easy road. You know what I mean? Are you, do you guys feel the same? I mean, if you are in the pit of despair for decades, sometimes if you're like a Kings fan, I can understand the constant negativity that one might be feeling. And I think that having won this championship and seeing the promise that we do have, there's nothing to be too, too sour about, you know, look at the Knicks for instance, who I hate, but yeah, sure. The Knicks have made the playoffs like, you know, during the mellow years, but you know, you just knew that like, it wasn't really a team that was clicking. Now they've got this team, Julius Randall and, company including a revitalized Derek Rose coming off the bench Nick fans have not been this happy since like the Ewing years guaranteed like it's just nice for a fan base to like not be stuck in these woes like as a Timberwolves fan Mm -hmm. I could say the same thing about the playoffs that they did reach a couple of years ago with Jimmy Butler they knew they weren't going to go far they need some life breathed back into them look at the Hawks the Hawks were like the Eastern Conference favorites until they got swept by the Cavs had zero playoff presence. Now they're back with like very, very good chances of making it into like at least the second round. That's looking good. So yeah, when you're stuck in a pit of despair for a very long time, which a lot of teams have been brought out of, look at the Suns, you know, again, look at the Knicks teams are looking pretty good. And there's been a lot of parody this season. So the teams that are bad or not performing well are like the Rockets who hit a, who had a, who suffered a big hit, the Pistons who have undergone quite a few questionable changes, but they haven't been in the pit for too too long. When I say despair, I mean like the worst of the league. So I don't consider the Andre Drummond years of of Detroit that bad. We have not been in that pit since Masai came on board, since Bargnani left. Since we've had DeRozan and Lowry and Valanciunas and then whomever else we've had since. This has not been a great year, but we're not in a pit of despair. We're going to be okay. I also don't feel like we're going to be in this quote unquote rut for a very long time. I do understand that it's semi a rebuilding process because, you know, we are in the in the draft tent or to top 10 pick at least. 
we'll talk about that. Uh, but I just don't feel like we're going to be bad for very long. Just it, the fact that we have, you know, a Siakam, uh, a Fred, an OG, uh, and possibly Lowry Core, that's in and itself uh, four or five position team right there. But okay, so I wanted to talk to you guys about the draft. And I know that the last couple of weeks we were we were really into and I don't think we're ever going to be like let's let's fade for K let's get for those lottery balls but you know we're we're kind of faced in this in this predicament where the Raptors have a chance to pick up a, a solid pickup in the draft and and I wanted to kind of go through the numbers and 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 Jay you probably might have a better idea about like uh, the the whole the percentages wise and even you, you two will probably have a better idea of of the draft picks that are coming through the mock drafts, but I'm going to focus on what Blake Griffin. I'm, <laughs> Blake, I, I Griffin. Blake, Blake Murphy. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna focus on what Blake Murphy tweeted out yesterday, where because of the loss uh, from the Bulls like for the Raptors against the Bulls, we have now locked up the seventh uh, worst record for the NBA. So I'm going to run through the kind of like the lottery odds for the Raptors in the South. So number one. For the number one pick, we have a 7.5% chance. Number two pick, 7.8% chance. Third pick, 8.14% chance. Fourth pick, 8.52% chance. Now, we don't have any chances for the five or six because, as Blake Murphy pointed out, we can't get the five and six because the lotto is only for top four picks. Then the reverse order in the standings proceeds. So for the seventh pick, we have a 19.72 chance. Eighth pick, 34.11, 34.11, which is the highest probability. And ninth ninth position, we have 12.88. And the t- 10th position, we have the 1.3% chance. So all in all, we're going to get a top 10 pick in this lottery. Okay. And if I was going to look at some like mock draft or, or you know, NBA dot draft net or something like that, there's a lot, some people say that you know Toronto could go up the second. People were saying that the seventh or the sixth or anything like that. But like, I've heard that this is a pretty strong draft class. I've seen a lot of Cade. I feel like Cade is going to go number one. I've seen uh, Evan Mobley. I've seen Jalen Suggs. Now I don't really have very much knowledge when it comes to uh, NCAA basketball players, but yeah, I just want to get your thoughts on how do you guys feel about. Those odds. Do you do you think we actually have a chance of getting the uh, a lottery pick? I, I think that okay. Let me. I I realize there was a lot of numbers being thrown out there, but yeah. I think if we could yeah. clump them together, um, because just as a quick refresher here is that the the draft lottery is not for the entire lottery. You're just all they're doing is they're selecting the top four. That's it. Um, from there, everything else is just reverse standings, right? So this is mm. why. The Raptors can end up in the top four, but they cannot end up in fifth or sixth because from that point, it's just reverse standings. So mm-hmm. um, if we were to clump together these odds, the highest probability is that they drop one spot to eighth. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to drop, but think about it this way. There are, uh, how many teams are we looking at here? I think it's 13, 14 teams. Yeah, 14, 14. teams that are in the lottery. So what you're... you're that 34% is based off of is that any of the eight teams, sorry, not eight teams, any of the seven teams that are lower than the Raptors collectively, one of them mm-hmm. could jump Toronto, right? In the lottery that from an odds perspective, that's possible that just one of those seven, right? 
Um, the second most likely possibility is that the Raptors end up in the top four, maybe one, two, three, four. It doesn't matter. As long as they end up in that top four, that percentage is 31%. So 34% to drop down to eight and 31% to drop to, to jump all the way into the top four. Now that's the number that gets me Thank excited. you for that breakdown because I was yeah. getting kind of confused about like who, why is there a 31% for the top four yeah. highest probability? I thought it was number seven. So like it is, it is good that you're breaking this down for us. Thank you, man. Yeah, really. It's just two thirds of the odds are either they drop down one spot or they jump up to the top four. That's, that's a good way of, of kind of summarizing it. Yeah. And, and yeah, the absolutely. exciting part of that is yes, as, as exciting as, as Cade Cunningham is, and he, he really is legit. We're talking like franchise altering legit. All four yep. of those guys in the top four, Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, all four of them are locked in as your top four. All four of them are franchise altering players. So this is this is like the the LeBron, D. Wade, Carmelo type of top of the draft Ooh. we're looking at, right? There there is no Darko <laughs> in here, but there is there <laughs> is almost as good as the LeBron anthony and wade this is why it's exciting for the raptors to have dropped as far as they could have right and honestly they did the the best that they could in terms of trying to drop right and the the, the odds looking at the way they are 31 percent is a good number to work off of in terms of the raptors jumping up into that top four so uh let, we'll, we'll keep our eyes glued to that and of course you know we i will hold off on on breaking down all of these different players because you know, to your point, Jason, the the Raptors could drop, right? They could be eighth, mm-hmm. they could be ninth. So it's it would be it wouldn't be that interesting. Well, no, it would be interesting, but like it wouldn't be that fruitful to start breaking down all ten players that the Raptors could possibly uh, draft. Maybe we will in a, in a subsequent episode. I will just say this: the, the top four are legit. They it it doesn't matter that there are three point guards in those top four. Sorry, two point guards in those top four, and that we have three point guards already or two. Um, that's fine because you you make it work with that type of talent. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll worry about that when that happens. But for now, it's it it's very it, the Raptors are in a good position in terms of jumping. And the the one last point I'll make here is that the team that has held the number seven spot in each of the last three drafts has jumped into the top four. So a little bit of luck possibly in that seven spot. Uh, I personally have it as one of my lucky numbers, but uh, Dre, do you have any thoughts on this? Hey, listen, like when it comes to drafts, I personally, unless it's like an obvious Zion or something, I personally am not the best mind reader or profit when it comes to how players will turn out. I certainly couldn't have, decided like let's say uh a Kawhi who was relatively low considering or a Giannis who was relatively low considering for me personally I just kind of go go for the ride and just hope there's not an Anthony Bennett that's the way that I that's the way that I go about it like I think that some players just don't transition well like Andrew Wiggins didn't transition well and some rise to the occasion he is well, I still would argue he's not quite where people People thought he could be, let's say. Took yeah, he's yeah. he's still mm-hmm. not consistent. There's still some lapses. He's getting better. But I, I feel like there are very few players who are selected as great, like the LeBron, and they rise to the occasion, or they get even better like LeBron. Um, so that's why I don't really like to, to dip 
too deeply into this. I kind of just cross my fingers and hope for the best because you never know what you can get really low and you never know what bust you can get really high. So I'm just going to be optimistic. Not only do we have the one to at least 10 or eight, um, it looks like we got a couple of second round draft picks as well. Uh, it looks like we have number 44 and number 47. Thank so you, Terrence you, Davis and Matt Thomas for those yes, picks. Yes, that's it. If anybody uh, is trying to be like, oh, what, you know, who cares about the second round picks? I mean, who did we get last year in the 59th pick? Jalen Harris. And he looks really mm-hmm. damn good to me, man. Yeah, and this is this is where you know the Raptors and their reputation as a team that develops players really well comes in handy, right? And yes, the players who are entering the draft know this, right? And they they're talking to their agents and saying, "Hey, what do I need to do to play in Toronto?" Because they've got that system that everyone knows about, that everyone wants to be a part of, and look at the success of the G League team. So, you know, the the Raptors' reputation is going to come in handy when it comes to those two second rounders which currently are actually side by side at numbers 46 and 47 so um yeah i'm 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 excited to see how that goes because the raptors can go in any direction there if we think Mm -hmm. about where the roster is currently at it it could be filling up fairly soon in terms of of of, uh, number of players but when you're looking at a second round draft pick their salary is super low right so um you can fill out the rest of the roster with some really promising talent down there and you know as we mentioned off the top this is a very deep draft so depending on who falls down there you could be looking at someone who could actually play on the roster next year so uh exciting on that front take out the cade evan mobley jalen green jalen sucks because that's probably the consensus top four jay is there anybody that we should look out for um two names jump to mind um right now scotty barnes is a power forward out of florida state that is kind of gaining some 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 steam as a as a really good pick i don't know enough about him to comment but i will say that currently he's projected to be drafted around sixth so if the raptors and the remember the raptors cannot draft in the fifth or sixth spot Mm. so Mm -hmm. If it's one of those situations where he's he's probably not good enough to be in that top four. That top four is pretty locked in, but it's it's unlikely that he'll be available there at seven. So he's a name to look out for. And then the other one is Keon Johnson out of Tennessee. He is being I've seen that name yeah, he, his lot, name yeah. has been flown around a lot. He's kind of like that that three and D type of shooting guard. So uh definitely someone Ooh, who Latrell, you can see. A Latrell Sprewell uh NBA oh, was, that, was that the comparison? Yeah. Well, that's always promising. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Oh, uh, I know where your minds are going. You know what? All I got to say is like, yeah. I hope Sergio Scariola doesn't piss him off. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. But yeah, he he oh, does man. he does uh he would fit in really uh nicely in this group of that we currently have. But again, who knows how this is going to go, right? I I'll get excited about Barnes and and Keon Johnson if the the lottery gods do not shine down on the raptors but right now my hope is in in getting that top four pick because again any of those guys are are really going to change the game for the raptors Uh, maybe not immediately but the with with the core as young as they are and and just approaching their relative peaks having a a five-star recruit um, on the team can only make this team better Mm. Uh, i have one more question when it comes to the, the, the lottery 
So as you said that the we have a what around like a 31 or 34% chance of going into the top 4 but as do anyone from 8 to 14 have a chance to go to the top 4 pick. Now, does that mean that if any of those teams that get into the top 4, like any from the 8 to 14, if they cut to the top 4, that automatically pushes us out into the top 7, right? Like there's no other chance of us getting to the top 4. No, nope, no, we still can. Um mm. there can be like all four teams can come out of that bottom portion, right? Raptors really? included. So uh, it really is just the luck of the draw, really. Uh, so okay. it, it would suck for a team like you know the 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 Cavaliers or the Rockets who are probably thinking that they're they're locked in as a top four, but it's t- entirely possible that anyone outside of that top four can lock up all four spots. Really, wow, that's crazy. All right, well, that's the future of the Raptors right now. But I, I do want to ask you guys uh, quickly before we head into the break. So the the end of the season is coming up, and that means that you know most of the, most likely we probably won't see players like Fred or or Lowry or or Siakam for that matter. But we've gotten great looks and great opportunities to watch your younger guys such as Jalen Harris or Malachi Flynn, even Stanley Johnson, right? So I wanted to ask you guys, knowing that if we're looking at the kind of the payroll the contracts that we have for next year we're going to talk we're going to have like you know maybe a two or three part series when it comes to kyle lowry so we'll talk about him we know that he's not under contract next season but there are other people that are not under contract as well as and some that are non-guaranteed contracts so i want to ask you guys who would you want to see come back next year do would you want to see someone like stanley johnson who doesn't have a contract for next year for us Jalen Harris doesn't have a contract with us. Rodney Hood and DeAndre Bembry are both non-guaranteed contracts. And, you know, there's there's the Aaron Baines team option contract for $7 million. Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I'm pretty sure Aaron Baines uh, is, is going to be a free agent. But is there anybody outside of, like, uh, you know, the ones that are under contract you would want to see next year? I would, I would definitely. Oh, one name I will add to that is actually Chris Boucher's contract is not even guaranteed either, but I really? think we can all yeah. agree that he his, his seven yeah. million will yeah. get guaranteed. I mean, if if they're going to give seven million to anybody outside of Aaron Baines or Chris Boucher, I think it's going to be Chris Boucher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's let's just assume as well that that Boucher's contract will get guaranteed. Uh, you know, the, it's funny that you you mentioned Stanley Johnson because look at how he played against the Bulls. I mean, he was. That was OVO he bounce. Was great. That was OVO bounce, yeah. Stanley. That was <laughs> yes, it was. That was uh, bubble Stanley from last year. Like that was the Stanley that uh, got us all excited. And I don't know what it is about the end of the season. That end he, of the season, he, he just comes out <laughs> of his shell and reminds us why what what I guess the the hype was all about. But um, I still I don't know. His is a difficult one. I, you know what? I'm going to leave his name out for a second while I mull on the other names. Yeah, because I want to bring him up later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Jalen Harris, no Rainer. Let's let's. I think he he should be brought in at the very least on a two way contract, um, and I think that he currently is on one. So I mean, that and that extends for two years, right? So I think he's 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 going to be here for at least another season. Rodney Hood. Um, you know, I guess short answer is no. Um, I, because his his non his contract is ten million, that's too much. Yeah. We yeah. need that money for uh, a, a Trent, uh, a Birch, uh, possibly Lowry. So, like, sorry, Rodney Hood. Uh, as much as your veteran presence is very much welcome on a team full of young players, sorry, you got to go. Um, Aaron Baines, bye bye. Won't even bother. 
So really, the two names left that I'm I'm up in the air with about about are Stanley Johnson and DeAndre Bembry. If I were to yeah. choose between the two, I would I would lean towards Bembry. Bembry's and, a dog. I really like him. Yeah, right. And I, I want to see more of those Spider Man dunks. I don't know. He he has this aura about him that the team loves, and you know, I was reminded when I was reading. I, I don't know. I think it possibly was Blake Murphy uh, pointing out that. Bembry was supposed to be at the Raptors draft workout and he was supposed to be up against Malachi Richardson and Fred Van Vliet. And it was supposed to be a competition between the three of them and the Raptors were going to draft whoever was going to be the best. But right as that happened or right as the draft workout was about to happen, DeAndre Bembry's brother passed away suddenly and Mm. he, he canceled, he didn't show up. And then, you know, the, the, he ended up with the Hawks, but the Raptors have always kept an eye on him, right? And mm-hmm. I would think that if they've always had this eye on him, you know, they're probably more invested in trying to keep him. Whereas Stanley Johnson was more of a, let's roll the dice on this reclamation project, see if it works out. And sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. I mean, I don't think you can ever take away how tenacious he is on defense. I think that I really love that about him. But the inconsistencies are, you know, I think they were just a little bit too too frequent so i think that's where i i land on is is keep bembry keep harris but so long to hood baines and stanley yeah i i couldn't agree more i i virtually have zero additional things to say about that uh jay for for gm <laughs> jay for, yeah <laughs> i mean i would agree with you on that one too um the the deandre yeah again i think i'm i'm on the same boat when it comes to if i wanted to see uh people to come back i i don't think ronnie hood like ronnie hood's a great veteran presence but if you're going to offer him 10 million dollars i mean let's let's be real i don't don't think that he can he should be playing third string if he's on a 10 million dollar contract uh you don't want to be like another luke Kennard situation um aaron baines uh, i mean of course he's he's you know sure good good person but i don't i'm pretty sure his days rafters is up so there you go if you're looking at anybody i'm thinking stanley josh and deandre Bembry. now it's this is this is a tough one i'd like deandre Bembry um very much like you're right the consistency is a little tough uh, but i i think it's um it, it all kind of depends on if he's going to play get those pl- minutes because he started playing when obviously the injury is in and the covert related it's uh came part of the team and then he you started showing up uh, showing up his dog mentality his defense his presence i think he i love how how he moves without the basketball like he cuts so hard towards the rim you know a lot of people a lot of players cut but they kind of just like roll around the perimeter and then wait until the ball gets to them for the three-point line but no Bembry cuts straight to the rim and then he finishes you know left right uh underneath the basket over the basket like it's how he finishes is amazing Stanley Johnson, what I like about him is that he, I, I, like, I'm sure you guys remember, and I know Raptor fans, you guys remember too. We were ousting him by like the end of last season. We wanted him gone. And he's kind of been like the brunt of a lot of jokes when it comes to Raptors play. And that's not, not to say that I, I feel bad for him. Cause I don't, this, this guy, he's, he's playing on, he's a, he's a professional basketball player. So he's going to get a contract. I know he's going to play, but I just like the fact that he's been there 
he's there he's there to like prove himself I, he was a very high draft pick and he, there's still there's going to be a little bit of time for stanley johnson to kind of get his momentum and i feel like with this team he's getting a chance and he's he's feeling confident with this team backing him up so i don't want to miss that chance i don't want to miss that opportunity of, of finally getting the peak of a high draft pick and Bembry is more of like the I don't know about that consistency uh, feeling. I see the potential there, and I really like the backcourt of uh, Bembry and and Trent coming off the bench. But I don't know something about Stanley. Something about Stanley. I I, I kind of want to keep him there. So I don't know, Raptor fans. What do you guys think? Do you guys want to ha- keep Stanley Johnson or DeAndre Bain for next year, or if there's any other player that you would want to see Be for next year? Uh, before we take a <laughs> I don't think. Oh, well, you, you said one, not but, not anything realistic, but okay, sure. Crap on my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, you got to find that loophole, right, Jay? All right. Well, let's take a little bit of a break, and we'll come back. We'll talk about that playing tournament, boys and girls. Talk to you guys soon. Nine sixty. Okay, I've waited a really long time. Shit, the Raptor season is still going. Okay, we still have like another game or two. Okay, uh, let's get through this, and we can get through it together. Um, you know, it's well, funny. It's got, funny that play. you say the the first two numbers you said were fifty nine and sixty because before the break we were talking about which Raptors. We were talking off air, but we were talking about how you know which Raptors have played the most games this season. At fifty nine and number two on the team is Stanley Johnson, and at sixty. Is Chris Boucher, that is not the two? A weird coincidence. I was trying to do like a, like a clock thing, like a countdown. Yeah, I know you were. I know you were, but it's just odd that like that happens to be the number of games played for. And you know what? It's, it's probably even odder that it is Boucher and Stan. So it's kind of indicative of what kind of season this has been. It feels that, like my entire uh, life has yeah. led up to this for this moment of fate, and now it's completely pointless. This is it. <laughs> this is it. This is it, Dre. <laughs> And I, have you seen, have you guys like uh, seen the whole, a, a bunch of players? I think Fred, Boucher, even Nick Nurse have been like, man, I can't wait to come home. I can't wait to come back to Toronto. They yeah. all hate it. All of them. They all yeah. hate it in Tampa, man. Yeah. Well, I don't blame them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, welcome back to That's a Wrap podcast a podcast by fans for fans in the beginning of this episode we started talking about you know the regular season that was uh the draft picks that we possibly could get either top four or you know the top 10 at least and also what what players that are not under contract right now would you like to see back for next year all right enough of the raptors 
There's a game tonight against the Dallas Mavericks, and then there's a game on Sunday against the Indiana Pacers, and that will be it for the Raptors. Uh, but so let's talk about the play-in tournament, okay? Okay, so I know I screwed this up before, so I'm going to try my best to not screw this up. But the 9 and 10 spot have a chance to go into that 8th position. So I'm going to try to explain it. The 7th and 8th seed of each conference are going to face off each other. The loser of the winner of that game is going to lock in the seventh position. The loser of that game will have to face the winner of the nine and tenth game, the nine and tenth spot. So, really, whoever is losing that first game of the seven and eight spot has to play twice, has to try to lock in that eighth position. So, of the eight teams, I have the, I have the kind of bracket right here. I wanted to do something fun with you guys. I wanted to pick out ahead. We're going to do this next next week too uh, for the actual playoffs. Um, but for this play in turn, we got eight teams. Eight teams so far. If this could change. I know that Chicago's still in the mix, but I don't know. They're going to face a fully healthy Brooklyn Nets team soon. So, but we're at this moment. We have Memphis, San Antonio, LA Lakers, Golden State, and that's the Western Conference. Eastern Conference, we got Indiana, Washington, Boston, and Charlotte. So what I've done, I have my trusty. 2019 NBA championship hat right here. Okay. And I I wrote down all the names for each team. So I'm going to pick out a hat. So what we're going to do is that we're going to, I think we all have that random dice yep. roller thing. Right? Let's, let's roll the dice, baby. So we're going to do two let's roll dice, the dice right? and see who gets. Yes, yes. All right. I Wait, rolled. Why, do we, why, do we, I... why are we doing two dice? I don't know. Oh, well, okay. It, okay. It, it's, it, preset. It's, it's preset. Yeah. It breaks yeah. up the uh, opportunity for ties. I think I think Dre. I think I'm gonna be going first because I rolled a ten. Oh God! Would you get? Wait, I got a seven. Would you get, Jason? I rolled an eleven. Oh uh, wow! Dre I, goes last again. I always go last with these things. <laughs> Are I you hate kidding this. me? I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> Let's roll again and okay. see what happens. I got a so four just, this time, so I'm just destined so to go last. <laughs> You're destined to go last. Okay, so I so you're so Jason, so am you I go first? first? Yeah, you're gonna oh, draw out of the hat and tell us who is the team of the play in tournament that you are going to be rooting for, rooting for? to get a playoff spot. Don't get my Grizzlies. Okay. I wrote Grizzlies uh, eight times straight. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm picking, I'm picking, I'm picking, I'm picking. Who'd I pick? I got the Lakers. I don't know. Oh my god! That's true. The Lakers, Lakers are okay. currently okay. I can yeah, seventh. That is true. Well, wow. Okay, okay but wow. how does this so work okay. if things shift? Will you just take whatever's in the seventh spot? Yeah, I think that's what it should. Yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's a good. good that's a good way. To that's do a good. Point. That's a good way. To yeah. Do it. So yeah. you've got the Lakers unless they shift down to eight or up to six. Whatever's a seventh seed. No, is, if they but... shift down to eight, then it doesn't matter. They, actually, they're not going to. They can't shift down to eight. But to your point, if they if they get up to six, then Whoever it is that drops down to seventh, which would be yeah. actually that's true. Whoever like if you, if you get the Lakers and they were to go down, they're still the Lakers in the play in. So you stick with the Lakers. But like yeah. if they yeah. move up, whoever replaces them at six or yeah. right now so far, it would be it would be the Portland Trailblazers, which, you know, well, you did pretty well. Course. Yeah, either way, yeah, you exactly. did well. You did well. Either way, I did well. OK, so this is Jay's pick, right? Mm-hmm. OK, and let's see who you got. Picked it up. Who do I got? God. Who do I got? The San Antonio Spurs. Ooh, give me. 
<laughs> me Demar, which technically Hero. is the closest chance the Raptors have had to making it in the playoffs this year. Oh come no, on! Let's, <laughs> let's, give, let's, give Powell, let's give Powell some credit here. Let's give Powell some credit. Yeah. Oh, true, no, true. No, it. but like it. you know, like the San Antonio Raptors, you know, you've got. I, I wholeheartedly DeMar. trust Greg Popovich in a, yeah. you know, winner go home. And, they, and this is the thing is like the other thing that that was missed in the explanation is that whoever's in the nine ten game essentially has to win twice to get yeah. into the playoffs, right? So, mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly trust Greg Popovich in two game sevens in a row. Yeah, hundred percent true. And and also don't forget uh, Jonas Valanciunas, man. Don't forget yes on Memphis. Yep, let's go. And, all right, Andre. Memphis is still on the table. Jimmy I like Grizz. how nobody wants. Jimmy Grizz. I love how nobody wants anybody on the East. Nobody team. wants an East team. Wait, you know what we <laughs> yeah, should do? Yeah. We should do a West and an East, so we basically have both. <laughs> we probably should. Yeah, yeah, we probably should. yeah we, we're already we here. We don't have we a team. Right. We don't have a okay, team. Let's okay. make the most of it. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. So that means I have you. So basically, Dre, you have to. You're picking between Golden State and Memphis then. Yeah. Unless yeah, right? I pick up an East now and then I start the East and then once we fill up an entire side, we remove the, the remaining ones. Or this is too confusing. Anyway, too confusing. I'm, I'm, let's I'm just thinking, see what we I'm got. just sticking with I'm just thinking what we got, bro. Okay, okay. Right. Let's draw. Let's draw. If you get an East, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm gonna pick one out right here. I picked out two. Okay. Spence. <sighs> Dre, you got the Indiana Pacers. I don't know yeah, if I like that, that or not. I don't. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm gonna say that's, um, that's, that's a spicy that's, meatball. I, I, I'll have to say that out of the three choices we have, that's probably the weakest one. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Hey, Raptors fans, this is Jason here. Just want to let you know that we had to cut this episode a little short because of some audio issues, but that's okay. I'm going to close this episode out here. Make sure to follow Jay on Twitter at Rosalasaurus and Dre at Andreas Babs and also his podcast, The K-Cut. You can find all of us on That's a Rad Pod on Twitter. Until next time, everybody, that's a wrap.